this is now happening with reassuring regularity. That will be NJPW Strong and it will be their, well, it's their mutiny brand now, isn't it? There's, it's all patterned around sort of pirate ships and that sort of thing. I don't know where they've come up with that, but even though that may have changed, the great booking and the great wrestling simply doesn't. Alex Kozlov's back this week with um, Ian Riccobardi. Ian bigs him up. And it's great to have, to have Alex Kozlov back. Hello, Alex. Hey. <laughs> makes Ian laugh all the way through. It's lovely. It's lovely to see him back and burst up. Well, let me just say, first of all, we have three different matches again. The first one you've got is a more out-and-out wrestling match, albeit with loads of loads of action, because it's Rocky Romero and Alex Coglin and Adrian Quest versus Black Tiger or Underground Black Tiger, J.R. Kratos and Danny Limelight. These are all fantastic wrestlers. Well, I'm not quite sure about Black Tiger yet because he needs help to win and to, and to get the besting of Rocky. And, spoiler alert, that doesn't happen this week, which is, you know, Black Tiger gets the pin and it's against Rocky Romero. We've had a lot of that and that doesn't happen this week. And I'm really pleased... There's some extraordinary, extraordinary work here. It breaks down to the outside very early. Black Tiger hits a lovely assisted neck breaker. And Ian Riccobani mentions the pit bulls, and quite right too. There's, um, there's a lovely um, moment where Kratos, when it all breaks down to the outside, just launches Alex Coglin, who he's got previous with, into the ring post. I mean, I mean, he flew into it. Then you've got um, Rocky using Limelight's chest to hit a sort of tornado neckbreaker. It's beautiful work. But you know Coglin and Kratos are going to be in together and they, they share chops. Dring! The chop shop is open. Yes, I'd like something quite cheap. Oh! There's an, an enormous Coglin one. I mean, both Ian Riccobani and Alex Kozlov, they can't help but laugh at the extraordinary sound of it. Kratos' deadlift suplex on Coglin is lovely, but then Coglin has a go of his own. Lifts Kratos, he has two goes at it, but he lifts Kratos the second time into a fantastic bridge. Then you've got um, Coglin getting the pin with a gut rinse German, gut wrench German, not a gut rinse. I'll just rinse your, your gut because it is looking a little um, dirty. It's a gut wrench suplex, of course. A gut wrench German suplex on Limelight that's lovely. Afterwards, Kratos, who's not very happy, I suspect, with being lifted and bridged, hits him with a chair and gets a side slam onto the chair. And afterwards, they are teasing, and I hope it's not the case, but they are just, I hope, just teasing the issue with his neck, which he's had in the past. Great match to start with. Now, this is interesting because Fred Rosser wants a chance at Lawler's uh, Openweight Championship. He's beaten him before. Obviously, he had his head shaved after that by the Team Filthy. And um, Rosser didn't want to fight him. Wouldn't give him a chance. And I understand why. But he said, well, if you, do, if you, if you beat both of... Uh, if, you, if it's a two-on-one and you take on two of Team Filthy, then I might... So I might give you a chance. Now, he's going to face the West Coast wrecking crew, Jarrell Nelson, Royce Isaacs, fantastic team. One of the best tag teams in the world, Ian Riccoboni says. I might go that far. Top 10, certainly. 
And, you know, it's set up to be Fred Rosser, Mr. No Days Off, is going to fight through this and he's going to win. So, let's see how it goes. You've got, you've got Filthy Tom on commentary, actually quite entertaining. I like that. A lot better than when he was in MLW, tell you that. So, um, you've got early on a Rosser, a Rosser backdrop onto the apron and a Death Valley driver on Nelson. They, of course, get all their pose in, but it's on the stage by the commentary. That's great. Kozlov is so excited. Get your phone out. Put your phone away, says, says Ian. That's great. There is a very nice West Coast Wrecking Crew flip into a body slam on the outside. They both work together so well. And then a suplex and a kick to the back of the head for the West Coast Wrecking Crew pin. I was shocked by this. I thought that Rosser would find some way to win. But no. And Rosser doesn't get the chance for the openweight title. But Lawler, always willing to give a chance, he says, if you agree to have your head shaved, which is what they did before, then I might give you an opportunity. They start to shave his head. Rosser stands there implacably. His family are there. We've already been told that by Ian Riccoboni. Then he takes the clippers, shaves some of his head. Just look a bit odd with a partially shaved head. And Lawler, who is quite impressed by that, tells him, no, you can't have a, ch- a championship chance. Then he thinks, well, hang, hang on a minute. I might get the opportunity to withdraw and throw away this thorn from my side. So there will be another chance. And if he loses, he has to leave NJPW. Rosser doesn't tell Lawler whether he agrees, but that's the deal. It's really good, this, actually. And they're really bringing the sports entertainment forward. And here's another sports entertainment uh, angle, really. It's Jay White versus Hikaleo because Hikaleo, after his brother was ejected from the Bullet Club, is flexing his muscles a bit. And they are substantial. And that size is substantial. And White's done, I suppose, the only thing he could do after asking him, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, was it last week, on, uh, on, on Strong to pledge his allegiance and Hikaleo wouldn't. And last week with Chris Bay, he wouldn't do that either. So he's done the only thing he can and he's facing him in a match. And the great thing about this match is that it's not really a wrestling match. It's a war of attrition. I use the word war advisedly, advisedly, it's a phrase, but it is attritional. And early on, Hikaleo just smacks him up, brutalizes him, you know, he he drops him over the guardrail from so high up. I mean, that's six, seven, six, eight, isn't it? It's a dirty fight. White is good at that. He works on the leg, chokes him with the skirt of the apron. Riccoboni said, he could have killed him. I don't, I don't think so, but there you go. Then Hikaleo picks him up with a very long vertical suplex, but the leg is bothering him. White comes back with a Saito suplex, a nice DDT, works on the leg. There's a big Hikaleo powerbomb, but he can't really get it all because his leg collapses. And White, who knows what he's doing, rolls out immediately. Then hits a dragon screw in those ropes. He likes that. And immediately a draping DDT. He only gets a long two for that. There is a superb, a superb Hikaleo chop. And Jay White sells it so well, he pops up and sort of flies. Riccoboni can't help but laugh at that. And quite right, actually. Hikaleo hits a whipping power slam, but when he goes for the choke slam, White counters it into a lovely blade runner for the pin. That was a lot of fun. And it was the right thing. It was the right way to do it. It was, there's no quarter given here. And we're just going to fight each other. 
and in the end Hikaleo rejoins the Bullet Club does the two sweet sign and White has him quiet for the moment that was the way to do it though and what a great episode of wrestling that's the way to do it as well again I say week in and week out three great matches three different matches three different ways to keep you really happy if you're a wrestling fan and you know if you can it's about what it's less now than the nine quid I think it's about seven quid a month if you can afford it get an NJPW subscription because you get a load for your money and it's usually blooming good quality ta ta Thank you.